This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 29th of August in your Squiz Today. Devastating floods in Pakistan. Nuclear fears escalate in Ukraine. Prepping for the Jobs and Skills Summit. And the five love languages. This is your Squiz Today. A relentless and early wet season in Pakistan has caused flooding that's killed at least 1,000 people since June. More than 33 million people have been displaced by floodwaters and landslides, and late last week the country declared a national emergency. They're urgently appealing for more international assistance, and while floods are common in Pakistan, Claire, things are particularly bad right now. Yeah, and what's happened over the weekend is Pakistan's Prime Minister Shabazz Sharif uh, has called for that international help because the death toll has gone over 1,000. What they say is they are pretty used to floods in Pakistan, uh, but what has happened this monsoon season is up there with the worst. The worst floods that the nation has seen were back in 2010 and 11, but this is set to eclipse that. Uh, That's because the wet season goes from July to September, but this year the heavy rain started in June. August has been really bad. About 60% of the nation's usual monsoonal rains fell in just a few weeks. Uh, And of course, we've got September to go. Experts are blaming climate change for the intensity of the flooding. More than 60,000 homes, as well as vital infrastructure like roads and bridges, have been damaged or washed away entirely. The pictures and videos are really quite astounding. While we're talking rain and weather, Claire, for parts of Australia, there's plenty more rain on the way. So get set for the weather-related small talk this week. Yep, get ready to have that rain chat again this week, particularly if you're in uh, the Northern Territory, Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria and Tasmania. What the Bureau of Meteorology said yesterday is that there are a couple of fronts that are coming across and bringing rain to those areas. That's particularly notable in Sydney because on Friday it passed the two metre mark for rain in 2022 already. That's the first time that Sydney's passed that 2,000 millimetre mark since 1963. And if the city continues to get rain, then it's on track to be the worst year on record. Uh, Keep in mind the average rainfall for Sydney is 1,200 millimetres. <laughs> it's all sounding very damp and wet. And to continue on the rain talk, more experts are beginning to agree that a third La Nina is looking likely for Australia. So keep those brollies handy. It's pretty rare. It's only happened twice since 1900. To Ukraine, the fears of a very bad nuclear situation continue to escalate with more shelling at the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant. This is the one that's been seized by Russia but is continuing to be operated by Ukrainians. The operators of the plant say that it has been damaged, Claire. Yes, and what they also say is that they're currently operating at risk of violating radiation and fire safety standards. The operator of that plant, which is the biggest nuclear plant in Ukraine, 
Europe uh, says that the plant has been damaged, uh, that there's risks of hydrogen leakage and also radioactive substances sputtering uh, from the plant. Uh, What that has seen is Ukrainian officials uh, step up the safety drills and also they've distributed iodine tablets to the thousands of residents that live nearby. Meanwhile, a team from the United Nations International Atomic Energy Agency are set to travel to Zaporizhia uh, sometime this week. That, of course, has been subject to intense negotiations between Ukraine and Russia to allow inspections to happen. Yeah, Russia continues to deny that its forces are putting the plant's safety at risk. And while we're on the topic of nuclear things, Russia has blocked the adoption of a joint UN declaration on nuclear disarmament over the criticism that's currently focused on its actions in Ukraine. It's something that our Foreign Minister Penny Wong has called deeply disappointing. Back to Australian politics and the Jobs and Skills Summit is happening on Thursday and Friday of this week. We've already talked about it a fair bit, but expect to hear a lot about it this week. Yeah, there's a hundred people who are going to that. Uh, they're from the unions, they're from business groups, they're also from skills and training organisations. Uh, lots of people coming together to talk about what getting more workers into Australia's economy really means. And already we're seeing a lot of those groups start to talk about their plans for the future, uh, including some developments over the weekend that has seen a bit of give and take between the business groups and the unions. So it's going to be very interesting to see in the coming days as they sort of jockey for position uh, about exactly what is on the table and what compromise and deals might be able to be done. It's all happening. In a rare move, unions and business groups have issued a joint statement ahead of the summit calling for the government to overhaul skills and training. We'll hear more from Prime Minister Anthony Albanese about what he's hoping to come out of the summit. He's addressing the National Press Club today. It's his first as Prime Minister. His talk is called Building for a Better Future. To space news, Artemis 1, said to be the most powerful rocket to ever leave Earth, is on the launch pad, ready for liftoff tonight. Not only is it a big rocket, Claire, it's big in terms of what its journey is going to mean. Yeah, it's the forerunner to taking humankind back to the moon. That will be the first time that that's happened since 1972. It's been 50 years uh, since the United States has put anyone on the moon, and NASA plans to do that by the end of 2025, including the first woman to land on the moon. Uh, So this rocket, Artemis 1, is really the test flight for that. Uh, They're going to be taking a lot of data. They're going to be doing lots of tests on board. There's no one on that rocket except for Snoopy, uh, (laughs) a little doll who's going and doing lots of measurements with him. Uh, So yeah, a lot of eyes on this test. Yeah, Snoopy is the official zero gravity indicator on Artemis 1. Hundreds of thousands Thousands of spectators are expected to gather to see it blast off, so it's a pretty big deal. It'll happen at 10.33pm Australian Eastern Time tonight. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit-for-member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy-to-understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. 
to something that can be as inexplicable as deep space, the topic of love. I'm getting a bit <laughs> philosophical for a Monday, Claire. But a lot of people are familiar with the concept of the five love languages. That's a thing that was developed by a guy called Gary Chapman 50 years ago, and he's sticking with his view that there are only five. Yeah, so Chapman wrote the book on this 50 years ago and what Chapman wrote then and he still holds to it is that there are just the five and those are words of affirmation, uh, spending quality time, receiving gifts, uh, acts of service and physical touch. And what he said uh, in his book was that you really need to know the language of your spouse because it's like speaking Chinese and English, if you don't know how your partner wants to express or receive love, then you're on track to a whole lot of trouble. Mm. So uh, he says, though, that in modern times, the idea that people have discovered a sixth love language like tacos, uh, (laughs) or in my case, probably hot chips, uh, that we're definitely on the wrong track. I did have to laugh. He says, well, you know, if someone does say that the sixth love language is tacos or hot chips, if they bought it, it's a gift. If they made it, it's an act of service. I'm not dogmatic, but I think most of the ways of expressing love fit into one of these fives. (laughs) So he's sticking to his guns. Not dogmatic at all. Now, a Ford isn't a particularly fancy kind of car, so to sell one at auction for $1.1 million, there's got to be something pretty special about it, Claire. Yeah, and at a 15% buyer's premium, on top of that, it's a very expensive (laughs) Ford Escort when it comes down to it. It was, though, Princess Diana's. It's the car that (laughs) Prince Charles bought her, and she drove it between 1985 and 1988. Uh, What she liked to do is drive herself, and in fact, she used to take one of her protection officers with her. He would sit in the passenger's seat, uh, and that is really the notable modification of the car. There's a second rear view mirror for the passenger to be able to see behind them. The auction house specialist said that the model is known as the people's sports car so the fact that it was driven by the people's princess just nails it. Squiz the day, Claire. What are you taking note of today? There's so much on today. We've already spoken about Anthony Albanese at the Press Club. We've spoken about the Artemis launch. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want a bit of fun and something a bit crazy, probably the 2022 MTV Video Music Awards. They're on from 10am this morning. So you can get an unusual red carpet gallery, I reckon, or two <laughs> probably following that. Love a good red carpet gallery. Uh, for me, the US Open kicks off today. It means a couple of weeks of tennis getting underway. The tournament is going ahead without Novak Djokovic competing. He remains unvaccinated against COVID, so wasn't allowed to play. That's all from us today. Have a good one. We'll be back with you tomorrow. <laughs>